This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. What a privilege to be together again tonight and to continue to talk about this very important topic of surrendering. Mm. Surrendering your life and your will to God. And we are privileged today to have Gerd Moelman here with us again today. Uh, many of you might have heard him before. He's a regular visitor and he often contributes to our programs. We keep inviting him back because he has many good things to share. So welcome, Gerd. Thank you, Suki. Thank you, Frederick. Mm. Uh, it's lovely to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, very, very welcome. So, uh, Gerd... Uh, listeners may not quite know your story. I remember you told us your story, but please just uh, briefly share with us um, what you experienced uh, with regards to surrendering to God. Thank you, Frederick. Uh, Yeah, I suppose uh, just in a nutshell, you know, after 20 years of trying to run my life on self-will regarding certain substances, I eventually got to a point, um, for me it was the 9th of August 2006, where I handed over and surrendered um, everything about myself and not certain parts. Mm. Mm. And that's when I... um, became free. I mean, mm. we can discuss that some more, but wow. I believe in something that I once heard, and it's the three Ds, and the one is you make a decision, mm. um, and it took me 20 years to make a decision. You know, it sounds simple, but it took me 20 years of negotiating and eventually making a decision saying, I have a problem, the problem has me beaten, and then I made the second, went for the second D, which is a discipline, mm. and I applied the discipline long enough that it became a delight. Mm. And um, but up to that point, it was only decision and then not going further. But it's decision, discipline, and now it's at a place of delight if I maintain it. Wow! Mm. So you're saying it took you 20 years to make a decision. Why do you think? What contributed to that? But it I took so long. The, the, yeah, the fear of change, the fear of the unknown. Um, and the fact that I thought that I had to do it myself, it, it was not a full reliance upon God. Mm. The thing is, I was blocking myself from God with certain uh, anger issues and fear and shame and guilt. Um, I I was busy, uh, I was active in those character defects, and those things came between God and myself. So that's why I think it took me so long. Mm-hmm. I also believe in the what we refer to as the gift of desperation, which mm-hmm. funnily enough spells GLD. And I was desperate enough uh, in 2006 to say, to not negotiate with God, but to actually put absolutely everything on the table. Mm-hmm. Maybe Once that, that happened, yeah. Maybe that's the D that comes before the other three Ds. Because if there's not yeah. desperation, a person wouldn't make a decision, True. right? Maybe the fourth True. D. We should make it the four D. <laughs> yeah. You're right. And, and, yeah. And yeah you, you mentioned a word there that I perhaps we can just explore for a few moments, and that is negotiate. Who were you negotiating with in those twenty years to make a dis- uh, before you made a decision? Hmm. 
That's an interesting question. Very good one. It's got me thinking. I, I think with every, with myself, with everybody, except really with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I was trying to communicate spiritually. I was trying to get connected with God because I, I grew up. God has done things for me before I went into that life. I knew that there, there was a power. I knew, I knew that. I've mm-hmm. had certain experiences. But it led to a lot of fear because of these character defects that mm. I was placing in between myself and God. You know, Frederick, if, if I look, if I have one resentment in myself and I look at you, I look at it through that, I look at you through that resentment mm. or yes, fear. Right. Yeah, so I, yeah, I see yeah. a distorted view of, of you. Mm. And that's how I was um, experiencing life back then. So, um, yeah. and, and, and I think that distorted view also implies for ourselves because we see ourselves through resentments. And I, mm-hmm. in the height of my addiction, I really resented myself because I didn't want mm-hmm. to act out, but I acted out and I really mm-hmm. resented myself. And I saw myself in the light of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't it also a day of freedom when you realize that you, you're not a bad person, you're a sick mm. person, and that there is a spiritual mm. remedy for that? Mm. Mm. What, a, what a joy. So yeah. this program, we, we also want to focus on the first part that says surrendering your life to Jesus. Mm. What does that yeah. look like? Um, I think we've been speaking about it a little bit, but if we want to focus specifically on that, what would you say? So for me... When when that time time came, we we talk about that time of desperation, and and some people talk about it as a, a rock bottom or a jumping off place, or um, it's a it's a I I think it's a very necessary foundation stone is to get to a place where you're not negotiating and uh, anymore. And for me, at that time, I didn't uh, I couldn't afford uh, some rehabilitation center or some treatment facility or anything like that. In, in retrospect, I'm, I'm actually quite grateful because I had to go to the basics and I found out about a 12-step program that you refer to quite a lot. And mm. that's what got me to a point of surrender. You know, we know those first three steps is about, step one is about your powerlessness mm. and unmanageability, mm. that you've got a problem and the problem's got you beaten. And, yeah. and but... Uh, without going into all the steps, you're asking about surrender. I think it's following those that whole program mm-hmm. is a is an action of surrender. I, mm-hmm. In my case, it wasn't a once-off deal. You know, I've been in recovery for 16 years, and I'm mm-hmm. still surrendering. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I get to surrender mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the will, hey. So we we think about it in because step three talks about two parts. The one is my life, and the second one is my will. And my yeah. life, I think, is kind of that where we make the decision, I cannot do this on my own anymore. I need Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I, need him, I need him in my life. And then my will is the daily one, I guess, mm. where we daily surrender our will to Jesus for, on a day-to-day, a moment-to-moment basis from mm. time to time. Mm. And, and this is, I think, uh, very important, as you were saying. Um, you knew about uh, God and a relationship with God and the Bible, but there was a point where it was a different perspective, uh, your, your perspective of God and who he is and who you are. Um, how did that work into the, you surrendering your life to him? 
I think what happened was, as the two says, we came to believe mm. that, mm. that God can restore us. Now, came to believe to me indicates that it, there's a t- period of time, there's certain things that needs to be done, like step three, making a decision to turn your will in your life, as, as Suki just pointed out. Mm. Now, from my understanding, my will is my thoughts, and mm. my life is my actions. Mm. And if I can turn that over to God on an ongoing basis, that is an ongoing surrendering process. My understanding of God was how I grew up with Him in church. Um, but the 12-step program, I think, has afforded me from growing from a belief system to a daily experiential way of life. Mm. That mm. It's, now mm. becoming, it's now becoming an experience as opposed to, I think I believe in this. I'm experiencing certain things when I apply this program of, of maintenance and growth mm. and on the spiritual level, yeah. Mm. I hope that makes sense. Mm. Mm. You're great. Thank you so much, um, Gert, for that insight. And we also, I also know, and Suki and I know, that you are a counselor and that there are many men and uh, perhaps women that also are being helped by you. So in the clients that you have counseled, uh, what have you witnessed happened when they took this step of surrendering their life to to Jesus? Yes. When they really do it. Oh, it's a beautiful process to be part of. You know, the first things you see is, an, is improved relationships mm. immediately. Mm. They, their relationships with themselves, mm. with people around them, their family, their friends, their work colleagues, but most importantly, their relationships with God mm. improves mm. immediately. They, they come back and they, they can't stop talking. They, they keep on telling me about, you won't believe what happened. And what, mm-hmm. you know, the one mm. thing after the mm. other falls into place. The other thing I see immediately happening is that they have a life of choice. Mm. They start, mm. they're not being, I almost want to say they're, they're not being dragged through their own lives. They have choices of where they will be uh, two days from now. They can almost determine what frame of mind they will be in it, uh, as well. And there is a lot of peace that comes with that. So, so fear is being replaced with hope. Um, things like selfishness leave. They are now more concerned in helping other people. Mm. And that's something they realized that they did not, achieved by themselves. Mm. If somebody walks up to them and say, wow, you look great and well done. After a while, they realize, well, they couldn't do that uh, for a long time. So there must be something else happening here. They're busy having a spiritual experience. Mm. God is busy transforming them into new people. We're going to take a bit of a break now. So um, listeners, keep keep tuned. And uh, after the break, I'd like us to explore some more of the choice that uh, comes with believing and turning your life over. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, Welcome back, Gert. Thank you that you are continuing to be with us. And before the break, uh, you used the word choice. Um, When people, your clients have surrendered their life to God, some choices come in. What what are some of the typical choices um, that your clients had made? after surrendering their lives to God? So, Frederick, the, the, the typical kind of thing I would see is that people would learn to take um, responsible, healthy, uh, or implement responsible and healthy boundaries in their mm. lives. The choices they make is they lay down healthy boundaries. And for example, 
I'm not going to allow you to talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Or this is how things work when you live in my house. Or mm. uh, choices as to um, uh, emotional well-being. How, how you find them much more um, in a place of peace. And, and I always want to use the word that you can con- you can uh, predict their response and behavior mm. um, when yeah, and so can they. So mm-hmm. they make choices in their own life where they'll be, what, who they're going to hang out with, what they're going to expose themselves with or be exposed to. Mm. Typical, uh, uh, another example would be that in using time, people find themselves in the company of people they don't want to be with mm. purely mm. because there's a, is a, is a mutual need and substance. Mm. So they hang out at places and do things that they don't want to be part of. And now they have a choice mm. and they make healthy Choices that actually benefit other people. Um, As I say, they become more other people oriented. Mm. uh, It's so interesting that you you say choices. Excuse me, Ghar. Because, Mm. um, you know, when you say you surrender, I I wonder whether some people would think you surrender your choice. You surrender everything. Mm. But it's interesting that when people surrender that they realize they have choices to make and, and they can make healthy choices. Mm. So they're not mm. bound to the unhealthy choices that they mm. used to make before. And, and yeah. I also yeah. think, just a moment, I also think that those choices are now governed by God's will for mm. their lives and mm. out of, of comes from Scripture. And mm. also the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Eh? Yeah. Because if people lay yeah. down their lives, they invite the power of God to mm. come in and mm. to guide them. And that's what helps them to break away from those previous choices. Or what would you say, Gerd? Yeah, you know, talking about the power of the Word of God, if you look at in Matthew, uh, where in Matthew 22, where um, Jesus is being asked about the ultimate commandment. And in verse 37, love God with your heart, your soul, and your mind. And 39 mm. says, love your neighbor like yourself. Mm. So I want to do God's will. And what happens when I'm doing this transformational process is he makes me somebody that does want to love him and does want to love my neighbor mm. or my fellow or what do you want to call it. So that's something that happens because of the, the word of God. When, mm. it gets, when, it, when it gets into into your being, and mm-hmm. you're doing it on a daily basis. You look, for example, at step 10 and 11, and the 12 steps talks about making right any new mistakes, and it talks about daily prayer and meditation, which mm-hmm. is biblical, diligent you know, mm-hmm. time with God all the time. Mm-hmm. You're drawn to it after a while. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That also takes me to the serenity prayer that says, um, tr- uh, trusting what was it? Trusting if if I surrender my will to you, that I will trusting be reasonable. Trusting yeah. God, uh, you will make all things right, right if, if I surrender my will to, to you. you, so that I may be yeah. reasonably yeah. happy in this life. Right. So let's let's zoom in a little bit on those few lines. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I'm getting the question, but yeah, <laughs> surrendering to God's will for me pre-recovery seemed like a bleak life. Mm, <laughs> mm. I, I realized that I, I had two options. I could carry on until the bitter end and, and deny the situation I was in or pick up a spiritual tools and a spiritual way of life. And to be honest, none of those two things looked inviting to me. Yeah. But now mm. that I'm in it 
and I'm living a spiritual life of purpose and joy and helpfulness to people. I mm. don't want it any other way. Exactly. But I was thinking specifically about the part of the serenity prayer that says, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah. and to so see... I, I hmm? recently... Uh, uh, did a course by John Bevere called Undercover, which some of the listeners might have heard about. And mm-hmm. the, the one lesson that, I, that came out of there, as you say, if I surrender to his will, was mm-hmm. that the, the course is called Undercover. So it refers to under the cover of God and under the protection and love and guidance of God. And the one takeaway I had was that if I submit, now the word submission to me I'm quite a visual person, looks like somebody that drops his head and his shoulders and he's got his tail between his legs and he says, okay, I'll do this. It's when I submit, I step into my power. Mm. And I didn't know that until it happened. So if I surrender, then the power flows in and mm. the purpose. And, and there's a sixth sense that comes with that, that simplifies my life, that it's just, there's a flow. Mm. Mm. But there's first the surrender. Mm. And mm. I'm sure that's exactly what you say when people get so excited and they come and they tell you about what God yeah. is doing because mm. that's when they see that God is making things right mm. after they yeah. surrendered their will and their life Absolutely. to him. Hey? Yeah, and I think what is so, so important is that we are not being disabled or disempowered when we surrender our life and our will to God. But in actual fact, we are given more tools and more strength through the Holy Spirit, so much so that we are able to set boundaries. Now, many listeners may not understand exactly what is meant by boundaries. Uh, Can you just expand a little bit on that, Gerd? Yeah, I think boundaries... um I see them not as rigid walls mm. uh, that keep people out or keep you in, keep you blocked, you know, you're safe because nobody can get to you. I think there is a measure of uh, uh, fluidity and that there is, they, they want, as an example, they once did, uh, some researchers did a test in America with uh, at, a, at a nursery school where six-year-old children were put on the playground on the first day and they had a fence around it and they covered the whole area, play area. And the second day, the fence was removed and all those children huddled, huddled together playtime because they were afraid. Mm-hmm. The boundaries is, is there to be tested, but mm-hmm. it's, it's there for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the healthy boundaries is about realizing my self-worth mm-hmm. as opposed to getting to a place of people-pleasing and I'll do what you... I'll allow you to speak to me as long as you tell me that you care for me and love for me. That's normally a sign that I'm disconnected from God because now my primary focus is on people and not on God mm-hmm. if I react that way. Mm. Yeah, so it's so important to have those boundaries because we are being given strength to set those certain limits uh, for other people to get close to us or not. And... Um, that also requires that we surrender to God to be empowered to do those, uh, to do that, um, to set the boundaries. And um, yeah. yeah, so very, very important. I think we're going to continue to talk more in the next program because we're getting towards the end of 
of our time together. And we have a lot more to talk about. But let's start with that rather in the new program, because otherwise we're, gonna, program. Yeah, yeah. we're going to run out of time. <laughs> yes, so sure. let's continue to talk next week. Listeners, it's been a joy being with you again today. Continue to um, please write to us at frederiksuki at kpulpit.co.za <laughs> and uh, get to listen to the podcast if you perhaps miss some of the beginning of this episode or previous episodes at uh, www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see and find the podcast that you would like to listen to. And this whole month we cover the topic of surrender. So if you haven't listened last time, uh, we're exploring in depth what it means, the whole concept of surrender, and it's easier said than done, right? So if you're struggling with this, be sure to tune in every Tuesday or to listen to the podcast afterwards. Till next time, God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.